The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Good Friday morning and welcome in to another edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. I am Chris Yow, joined as always by Mo Patton and J.P. Plant on the controls with you as we come to you live from the TriStar Sports Radio headquarters in Columbia, Tennessee. We have a fantastic show ready for you today. We also have our studio set up the way and the way we need to be set up. And JP did a fantastic job. We have to give him props. So props, JP. Give him give him a hand. He's already had You're the welcome. class. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'd like I'd like to take this moment to uh to thank my parents. Um oh, you know, my my sister for guidance, but most importantly, my lovely wife Jody. Without her, this would not be possible. Thank you very much. I feel like he's rehearsed that a few uh, uh, times. It's because he's got more than one award, apparently. <laughs> no, no that, it, in my mind, more than one award. I'm still, I'm still waiting for that. That was my first official run at that. So thank you guys. But as 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 we say, this is why JP makes the big bucks. <laughs> it, it is, it is, and we've even got lights in here and blinded by the light. Just a little bit. I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to give our Facebook viewers a little uh, behind Taste, the scenes. Huh? Behind Ooh. the scenes. Oh, easy. Yeah, you can see it all. I mean, it's it's for a little bitty studio. We got a lot going on. Yeah. I like that Mo. He, he, Mo thought that lifting the the laptop was a good idea. Ah. And and so he is coming around. He. Um, he was like, you know what? I'm going to take this briefcase and we're just going to use it. I, Might as well. Hopefully, well, we don't need to get into it for the next two hours. Darn the torpedoes! It's interesting Pulls because one of the first things he mentioned yesterday when we got in here, you pulled out your little uh, stand. Yeah, he uh, he took note of that real quickly. I, I mean, it's a nice little stand. I, the fact that I got this thing when I got it, where I got it, I mean, it's just it, it was pure luck. And the cool thing is, it has this little clip on the back here like this little hole mm-hmm. for an ipad so you can just stick your ipad right in oh, there and it's just like just like what you have mm-hmm. so anyway i thought that was a little tray cool. yeah like a little tray but yeah so 
a lot of cool stuff going on today. We have a huge show. How do you follow up a huge show? The best show you've ever had as far as information and guests go? Well, we're we probably won't reach that level because there may not be any breaking news on this show. Well, there's kind of breaking news. Kind of, sort of. But we're going to get close because not only do we have Columbia Academy head basketball coach Marty uh, Desjarnet. Desjarnet. Desjarnet is what they called him the other <laughs> night at uh, Grace Christian, and I thought that was pretty funny. Tomato, tomato. Well, no, it was, it, and I thought it was hilarious because I was like, that's not right, but they just kept calling him that. So, how many times did they mention him? Three. <laughs> it was very odd. Um, that because it was senior night, they were like, We want to thank our, our friends from Columbia Academy and Coach Marty Desjarnet. And I was like, What? Who said that? <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> I bet, I bet he and nobody else noticed it because I'm sure they're not listening to the, 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 the PA announcer, but you know me, I'm, I'm always listening to, the dumb stuff uh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> and so. Why is that, Chris? I, so I can make fun of them on the air? Okay, okay. The, the dumb stuff. It, it, that the, doesn't matter? The side stuff. Yeah. Who, okay. who, is, who is that comedian? So, I'm going to get me some jokes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> So, anyway, yes, we, 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 have, uh, we have Marty coming on with us, and we'll talk Summertown, Loretto, Cullioca, Santa Fe, two huge games tonight in Class A action in District 10 and in District 12. Uh, Mo and I will be at one of those each, and mm-hmm. I'll be headed right through Summertown at some point, so I'll probably... You're going right through, right? You're going no, to... there will definitely be a pit stop. Okay. Definitely be a pit stop. If there is at all time available, um, in the second hour, it's it's Super Bowl weekend, so of course we're going to talk Super Bowl. To do that, we have found a couple of the best possible people to talk about it: Jim Washburn, former NFL defensive line coach, and of course, friend of the show, Associated Press Tennessee sports editor Teresa Walker. And then, of course, we will give you our take on what's going to happen Sunday when the Chiefs take on the Bucks at Tampa Bay in the first ever home game Super Bowl. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, but on top of all of this work JP did to get the cameras set up and the lights set up, he also brought us <laughs> breakfast. Mm. And I had to buy that award or recognition that you gave me earlier. Right? So, you know, well, I, I, I need to explain it. Bojangles Cajun filet biscuit mm-hmm. is you guys will remember. It's in my top five. It's a soft place in your heart. It was in my top five because mm-hmm. it's the best chicken biscuit. OK, there, there there's no better chicken biscuit out there other than maybe when Whataburger has the honey butter chicken biscuit. That's usually pretty good. I know Wendy's has one right now, but I'm afraid to try their breakfast. So, 
Look, I know Dave did a lot of great things. He didn't really do breakfast, so (laughs) I'm going to hold off on Wendy's breakfast. But Bojangles Cajun Filet Biscuit, hard to beat, folks. Hard to beat. It's solid. It's solid. It's, um, you know, that's uh, my, my time in North Carolina. That, oh, yeah. um, that makes sense. That was uh, obviously the go-to. And, um, yeah. And brought, they cook uh, out at night? Um, you know, I, I didn't get into the cookout <laughs> thing. But, see, I'm, I'll take a, a biscuit over um, over cookout uh, any, uh, any day. See, cookout hush puppies. Best fast food hush puppy in the world. Trust me on that. I believe you. It's it's not even close. I'm not a um, a hush puppy aficionado. I do like a good hush puppy. I mean, who doesn't like fried ba- fried batter? Just fried batter. Fried exactly. batter. You know. I mean, if you if you don't like that, you're not really southern. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's that. Oh, it's a. This is a really good Friday. We got a, we got the studio set up. We got Bojangles in here. We got great guests on the way. If you are not. Joining us on Facebook this morning. If you haven't joined us on Facebook, I, I, my dad is definitely going to <laughs> to join us, and we appreciate. Oh, he uh, has already. Chuck here. I don't num- number twelve rocks. I guess he's talking about TB twelve. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely the place you want to be. You want to be on Facebook where you can interact with us throughout the show. Just search Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. Mm-hmm. Click follow, like, get live notifications. We're going to be live mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, nine to eleven. Write it down; it's happening. Uh, we got better angles on us today. We're not looking up at us. That's always good. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you can't really beat this. And, and, and so, if if you want to see our our, our wonderful faces looking back at you, because <laughs> we are, we're looking back at you. We will we, we will appreciate that. Join us on Facebook. We will be happy to interact with you. Um, look at there. Chuck giving JP a little love this morning. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can at SM underscore TN Sports. You can interact with us there as well. I, that's That's really the best way. I mean, we have phone options. But if you want to, if you want to interact with us, the best way to do it is certainly just get on Facebook and, and let's have a conversation. Heard a heard a quick uh, and and this is not a quick conversation, but I heard a question this morning <laughs> posed on a national sports talk show as I was coming in. Okay, and I thought it was I thought there was an interesting answer given. If Nick Saban were to retire today. Who would Alabama target? Ooh. And I want you guys to think about that. Because Nick Saban signed what is largely now being ta- uh, heralded as the greatest recruiting class of all time. 21% of all five stars available he signed to the Alabama football team this year. So just think about that. And... Would it be the most pressure-filled hire in the history of college sports? There are only two that would rival it, and I'm not sure that they would be as in the history of, in the college, history sport? of college sports. And you're saying there's only two in the history of college sports that would rival that would rival the next hire. 
I think obviously I, I know I know one of them for you, mm-hmm. Pat Summit. Right, that would be one. Yep, would it? I, I, of the two that you're thinking about, I know one of those would be well, Pat Summit for you. And I don't disagree I don't, with that. Either. I don't think it would be nearly as, as pressure filled. I think that one, mm-hmm. Ray Perkins, yeah, was the most pressure filled hire in the history of Alabama up to this point. The two that I immediately thought of, and with all due respect, Pat Summit was not one of my two, but it was that one. And following the bear. And following John Wooden at UCLA. That's correct. Mm. Th- those are the two that I had. But okay. Pat Summit, the reason Pat is not in there is because it was an odd transition. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she she didn't retire in the typical manner. Yeah. So, it, it does make a difference. Yeah. So yeah, this but, conversation. But, yeah. Bear, uh, bear and Wooden Bear were my two. And Wooden were the first two that I thought of. And I, and I don't think Nick Saban, the person who comes after Nick Saban, will be the most pressure filled because of social media and the the difference in the availability of the head football coach at the University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Well, mm-hmm. the, the modern time, you're right. right. Everything that goes along with a modern coaching search, uh, yes, and 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 being in the present, no question, it would immediately supersede. Every other coaching search. I just thought that was a really cool question. And was I have no idea where they go. <laughs> oh. Don't you think they have to? Make a go at Dabo. Dabo. Don't He's go at him, but I'm... You're the next... Yes, yeah. Texas A&M, LSU, and the ex- ever. And the expectations... <laughs> are, are not as high. Mm-hmm. Are going to be through the roof for whoever the next guy is because that's where Saban has put him. And <laughs> I'm not a Dabo fan, but Dabo's legacy is sealed. I agree. That's correct. And... The only way he can injure that legacy is by trying to go and duplicate what he's done at Clemson somewhere else and failing to do so. Exactly. And why do that? Because you're in the ACC where it's not as I, difficult to play. I don't know if it's possible not only to duplicate what it's he's not. done at Clemson, to duplicate what's near impossible to do both. <laughs> If out, out, gone. And so why yeah. put yourself in that exactly. position? You don't. And here's the thing. It's is, not for the money. Is You don't need it. Da- Dabo, Dabo's a, a Birmingham guy. He's a, he's an Alabama guy. But guess who's not? His kids. <laughs> they're Clemson <laughs> kids. They, they're not looking to get back to Birmingham. They don't care about getting back to Birmingham. And that's what Bill King said this morning. He's like, they're not. They're, they're Clemson kids. They don't. Birmingham. They don't care about Alabama. They care about Clemson. So that's where they go. That phone call and get then what? Then what? Because <laughs> you're going to get the no. And I, and I don't know. It's 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 not going to matter because he's not retiring tomorrow. He's retiring in you know maybe five, five years. Maybe five years. Maybe. And and 
you know, the answer that you have right now may not be the answer that you have in five years. That's correct. So, so. anyway, let's uh, let's give you guys yesterday's results tonight and this weekend's schedule. Uh, of course, we have to tell you that, uh, you know, every Friday the rundown is sponsored by our friend Chip Walters. Um, He's going out of turn there. He, he is going hey, a little hey, out of turn, hey, and I'm on. not sure what. Chris, why, uh, let me give you some time to find what you're looking I for. What's up? And let's let's get into the rundown. Then you can tell us who is. This is the rundown. This is your Friday Rundown, brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates, the voice of the Blue Raiders, also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip, 615-542-1915, or through his website, choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern middle Tennessee. In Thursday night girls basketball action, it was Lawrence County defeating Shelbyville 30, 51-38. Frank Hughes, 55, Waterloo, Alabama, 44. And Middle Tennessee Christians girls defeated Grace Christian, 63-30. The boys' action, Frank Hughes defeated Waterloo, also 55-44. to Creekwood, a 60-48 winner over Dixon. BGA was a 48-43 winner over Providence. It was Columbia Academy, 94, Valor Collegiate, 56. And Middle Tennessee Christian, 53, Grace Christian, 34. And in baseball action, Columbia State got a sweep over Roan State, five to nothing and seven to three. Tonight's schedule includes Tullahoma traveling here to take on the Lions and Lady Lions of Columbia Central. Also in District Eight AAA, Lincoln County goes to Franklin County. Coffee County visits Lawrence County. In Class A action, Moore County goes to Cascade. Eagleville hosts Cornersville, and Huntland travels to Fayetteville. In District 10A, it's Cullioca at Santa Fe. Mount Pleasant travels to Richland. Hampshire goes out of district to travel to Houston County. In 11 AAA action, it's Ravenwood at Brentwood and Page at Spring Hill. Also in 11 AAA, you've got Independence Boys traveling to Summit. In AA play, Fairview goes to Creekwood. Community hosts Nolansville. Murfreesboro Central travels to Giles County, and Marshall County takes on in-county rival Forest in Lewisburg. And you'll have Frank Hughes at Collinwood. Summertown is, of course, at Loretto. Wayne County hosts Perry County, and Christ Presbyterian Academy hosts Franklin Road Academy. In Saturday basketball action, Whitwell goes to Moore County for a doubleheader. Richland hosts Cascade for a pair, and Coffee County boys travel to Franklin County. Also in junior college action, Columbia State's women and men go west to take on Dyersburg State, the women at four, the men at six. In Juco baseball, Roan State visits Columbia State for a double dip. Also in wrestling, Summit will be at the State Duels Wrestling Tournament for Class AAA at Independence. The Spartans open at 12 noon against Oakland. They will wrestle again at 2 o'clock, either in the state semifinals or in a consolation round. The championship match for Class AAA at Indy is at 5.30. There you have it. That is your Friday weekend rundown brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Choose Chip.net, 615-542-1915. 
on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. All right, when we come back, we'll talk to Columbia Academy boys basketball coach Marty DeJarnett on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mopad and Chris Yow here. J.P. Plant with you. It's a beautiful day. It is deceptively beautiful. As the sky is blue overlooking West 7th. And we have a new friend outside this morning. We have a street light. And people living just to find emotion. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> Karaoke took over. It's the, the dark, deep uh, corners of your, your mind. You wake up in the middle of the night with some of those lines, don't you? In, Very in, often. In DJ Karaoke Wedding reception mode. Very often waking up with songs in my head mm-hmm. that I have to listen to on the way here before I can get them out. How does uh, how does your wife Sarah like it when you talk to her in, in that DJ uh, mode? Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'm not sure how Sarah likes it, but um, Charlie loves hearing. Are you getting some reaction hear, from Charlie? My voice uh, when I, I get to that to this you know radio announcer. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the main event kind of thing. They love it. She's just kicking up a storm. Anyway, joining us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline to talk about a little breaking news, sort of, kind of, in Division 2A District 3, CA Bulldogs head basketball coach, Marty DeJarnett. Coach, welcome in. 
How's it going? Hey, good morning. Going pretty well. Uh, glad to be with you guys. Well, we're glad. I don't, to... have, any songs. I don't have any songs in my head, though, so. <laughs> That's all right. I'm a little surprised <laughs> that you don't. I, I just use them all up <laughs> in the evening, so. <laughs> No, Try to start fresh every morning. We we figured we would get you on, Marty. Now that you've um won three games in one day and gotten on a five game winning streak, um, news came down yeah, that's, yesterday. That's a, that's a school record, by the way. Three wins in one day. <laughs> three so. in one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah a, news came down yesterday that Middle Tennessee Christian, to whom CA had lost last Friday and last Saturday, um. I know this is a little painful. Sixty-eight forty-four on Friday, fifty-seven forty-three on Saturday. Um, yeah, get those scores in there. Yeah, <laughs> we do like to be factual. And now they are <laughs> two to nothing. Now they are two to nothing each. Um, Marty with a heck of a closer. Uh, Middle Tennessee <laughs> Christian had to forfeit. I guess all of their games that they had played up to this point for um, playing an ineligible player, and yeah. so. Um, couple of forfeit wins over the weekend for CA, along with back-to-back wins earlier this week against Grace, and then as we mentioned in the last segment, big win last night against Valor Collegiate. Marty, as we understand it, that development pretty well seals a home game in the opening round of the district tournament for you all. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I think that's accurate. Um, right now, I mean, everything's so up in the air. We've got a meeting Saturday morning, and as well, I was actually talking to Coach Piercy earlier this week, and he said it's a mess, and they don't know what's going to happen. But um, that was before all of this came down, obviously. And a uh, real unfortunate situation for them. Uh, coach Piercy is a great coach and great guy, and, uh, you know, they, they try to do things right over there. And, uh, so I feel bad for them because they're having a really good season. He's got a really good young team and, uh, you know, to have to go that route now. And, uh, but obviously, you know, they, they bounce back pretty well. They, they beat Grace last night and, um, you know, but, uh, it really puts them in a hole, you know, seating wise for the tournament. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's just a unfortunate thing, but it, but it happens and, uh, we will get a home game on Wednesday and, who we're going to play right now, though, is, is up in the air. So we're we're kind of crunching the numbers and trying to figure out how this thing's going to play out. Yeah, Coach, it's unfortunate because in your district, there's a play-in game, and the winner of that game gets the honor of going to CPA. And yeah. it's unfortunate because – MTCS is going to have to, you know, if they win the playing game against Zion Christian, they're going to have to play CPA. And one of the better better teams in this district is going to be out in round one. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, you know, middle played them tough the last time they played a five point game um, at, at middle. And, uh, you know, they, they play such good defense. I mean, you know, and coach Piercy again, does, does, you know, he's a great coach and, and has done it for a long time, but, uh, that is a tough challenge of going to CPA in, in tournament time and, and, and trying to pull out a win. But, um, you know, right now we're, we're focused on our own thing. We, we know we've got you know, every team in this league it, it can, can beat you if you're not ready. And, and they're all <laughs> – every game has been competitive. So, so last night was kind of, you know, nice for us to be able to, 
you know, get a lead and, and get everybody some playing time, get everybody some rest and, uh, just, just kind of have, have some fun with each other. And cause those nights are few and far between right now. 23 points out of Tanner Ham in that 94 56 win last night. Um, solid night out of the freshman Griffin Cooper as well, which I would think are a couple of developments that you were pleased to see. Uh, no doubt. Uh, you know, teams have really, um, locked down on Tanner here in the last couple of weeks and uh, him and Will both. And then, you know, Griffin has, he, he's played great all year long for us. He's had a few stretches where, you know, against some real big physical teams that he's, you know, uh, struggled a little bit, but that's, that's expected. I mean, and, and he's bounced back and really the whole team through that tough stretch there where we had lost a few games in a row and, uh, kind of hit a wall a little bit. Couldn't, you know, really had a difficult time scoring, but they've worked their way through that. They, they've stayed with it and they're, they're working hard. And you know, that's what you want to see out of a team. You just got to sometimes, you just got to toughen up and uh, fight through those difficult, difficult times. And our guys have, and you know, we've come out on the other side of it. Um, hopefully we keep, you know, stay there. Uh, but again, each, each game is, is, is different. Each game is, uh, its own new challenge. So, uh, but yeah, it's definitely we're training in the right direction as far as Tanner goes, and because uh, you know how he goes sometimes is the way we play. So that's a that's an encouraging sign. Looks like Drew Bud is trying to give you guys some offensive stability. He's had a run of pretty solid performances. Looks like. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's he's just a ball of energy. I mean, he he's all over the floor. Uh, sometimes to the detriment of things. I mean, he he just out hustles himself sometimes and gets out of position, but, uh, no doubt he, he when he gets in there, things are going to happen and, uh, he's not afraid to shoot the ball. He's not afraid to take it to the hole. And, um, you know, that, that really lifts the other guys up and takes a lot of pressure off of, uh, off the other guys to do their thing. So, uh, he's definitely been a, been a big positive for us here in the last couple of weeks. And, uh, we're just going to have to continue to have him step up as well as others. I mean, it's a, you know, for us to be successful come tournament time, we're going to need all five guys on the floor being a threat offensively and then being responsible defensively. And uh, that's kind of the way it's gone here the last few games. Right. When you, when you and I talked after that Grace Christian win at Grace, you know, we talked about how important it was for your team to finally get some confidence in themselves to be able to shoot the ball. And they had to have every bit of confidence and, and had to have every shot fall just about because – Every time you came down the floor and hit a shot, it felt like Grace hit a shot too. But it, you know yeah. the the resilience of this team to to find that confidence and to be able to to find maybe a little bit of a, a groove here as tournament play uh, approaches has to be encouraging for you. Yeah, you want your team playing at a, you know at their best this time of year. Uh, so I was okay with the struggle uh, because the timing of it. You know, with, with, with COVID and with, with guys being quarantined or even being sick for us, um, we kind of knew that they would bounce back eventually. And, the, and this COVID thing is tough. I mean, if, if you have it and you have symptoms with it and you're actually sick, it takes a while to get over it. Even after you're cleared, there's still some lingering effects of it. So mm-hmm. uh, we kind of were hoping it was just going to be a matter of time. And uh, the guys have started to bounce back, and, and, and they definitely – you know, the, the, the wins over, over Grace were huge because they're, you know, Grace is such a, such a good team and such a dangerous team. Um, you know, those, those were really big wins, I think. And, and 
once we got that first one on, on Monday, it was a uh, kind of like, all right, we're we're back. Let's let's get this thing rolling and uh, played pretty well the next night over at Grace, you know. But you know, these back to backs are tough, and, and Coach McNatt does a great job over there, of course, and you know slapped a triangle and two on us and. At that point, you know, other guys have to step up, and 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 they did. And Drew was one of those, and uh, you know, Hayden was one. And uh, you know, just you just keep having that uh, where it's a different guy every night. That that's hard to defend. So guys are pretty good with where they're at right now, mentally, uh, emotionally. So uh, hopefully, we can keep that rolling. We're on the the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Columbia Academy boys basketball coach Marty DeJarnett. And Marty, to to follow up on what you just said. That makes this game tonight up at Battleground Academy fairly important just from a standpoint of trying to keep that momentum going, I would think. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, and they're playing a lot better than they were early in the season. And, you know, they're a different team now than than when we saw them. Uh, my goodness, I don't even remember when we played them, but it was it was early. So, uh, yeah, I mean, tonight is, is one of those nights where, yeah, you just want to keep it going. You want to keep your confidence high and, and keep things, you know, like I say, trending in the right direction. But we know, listen, our guys, our guys know that every game is tough. You have to show up to play. You can't, you can't just show up. You got to show up ready to go out and give, you know, your your peak effort every night. Uh, otherwise, these teams are gonna, you know, they're gonna they're gonna beat you if you don't. So uh, we've we've learned some lessons through all of this, and that's good. That's what you want. And uh, now we're hoping to, you know, take the things we learned and uh, take it to the court each and every night, which literally is, feels like each and every night. <laughs> it, at this point, it really is. Your fourth game in five days. I mean, yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah, the sixth, and our sixth in eight days. So it's, uh, I said yesterday, it's as much emotional and, and, and mental as it is physical. I mean, trying to prepare and get things going. I mean, you, you just have to... <laughs> It's, it's like I, I think I told you the other night, Chris. You know, we're we're kind of just drawing things up on a board, and then we take them out to a game and see if they work and uh, to prepare because we just don't have any practice. And normally this time of year, the last thing you want to do is practice. Well, now I can't wait to get in and practice. Just I mean, just to to be able to work on some things and, and, and yeah, to teach and just kind of slow down a little bit. But hey, it is what it is, man. The guys are doing well. They're they're fighting through it and. Uh, we're playing. We're playing well right now. We just hope to keep going. And it feels like we're going to get the finish of this season in. So that's better than last year. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And it's a it's a blessing. I mean, there's no doubt. And we we tell you know we've told the guys be be thankful we're we're here. You know, be thankful we're able to play. There's a lot of there's a lot of schools that are heartbroken right now and players that that aren't getting that opportunity. And uh, so we're you know, listen we're. Win or lose, we're thankful to be playing, and, and and we know that it's a blessing, and we're gonna, you know, hopefully, make, you know, take take advantage of every opportunity. Marty, real quick before we let you go, um, the news came down earlier this week that the Division Two state basketball tournaments will be held at Tennessee Tech this year rather than at yeah. Lipscomb, where they had been for the last few years. As you talk to um, your fellow D two coaches, what's the reaction to that development? Well, you know, I haven't really talked to anybody about that. It just came down uh, pretty soon. But as far as, you know, just within our circle, we I thought that was a pretty neat thing. You know, it's a, it's a great venue over there. And, um, you know, obviously football's played over there for many years. So um, we, we played in the camp up there a couple of years ago. And I, I thought the 
you know, the arena is, you know, outstanding. So I, I think it'd be a great thing. And I, I, I think it's important. And I, I think I'm, I'm thankful they're doing that because when you get to that level, it's exciting for the players and the coaches to, to come out of that tunnel onto that big stage. I mean, there's just nothing like it. And, uh, you know, really thankful for Tennessee Tech stepping up and, you know, allowing that, allowing that to happen for, for these schools and for these players, uh, whoever they might be, because that'll be a memory that will last a lifetime. No doubt, no doubt. Coach, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. We really appreciate it, and we're looking forward to, uh, I guess, Saturday we'll know what the tournament looks like. Is that right? Saturday morning we will uh, <laughs> we'll have a little clearer picture of what, what's going to happen. So next next Wednesday it should all start hopefully and uh yeah we'll uh we'll kind of know where we go from there all right there you have it columbia academy uh boys basketball coach uh marty DeJarnet and on the parks motor sales hotline thanks coach we appreciate it when we come back thanks, guys. appreciate y'all when we come back we will talk about a couple of big games and of course we have one down near the state line I'll be headed to Loretto tonight. You'll be headed to Santa Fe. Huge games. We'll preview those on the other side of the break on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. school sports here's mo and chris welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint we are talking high school sports it's what we do but it's, it's not all we do it's not all we do it's who we are high school sports in southern middle tennessee and beyond on this friday as we approach the top of the hour. It's 12 minutes to the top of the 10 o'clock hour where we will then shift from high school to pros in the Super Bowl because, I mean, everybody's talking about it. We might as well give you our thoughts too, whether or not uh, it matters because <laughs> it really doesn't. That's okay. They just... And you guys have your opinions, so let us know what they are in that next hour as well. You can follow us on Facebook. We are on Facebook Live. Eric Jackson said that sadly for UT fans, Saban won't retire. (laughs) Yeah. I feel you, Eric. I feel you. It feels like he's never going to retire. Um, He also mentioned that there's a big game in Franklin tonight, and there is. 
a huge game in Franklin, but not necessarily for, I mean, it's always a big game when Centennial and Franklin play, but a little extra special tonight. Yeah, um, we we were fortunate enough to have um, Jason Tigert from Franklin and Jeremy Moore from Centennial on the show on Wednesday um, to talk about this game and, and particularly the um, recognition of the old Natchez High School, which was the um, the black high school, for lack of a better phrase, in Franklin that closed in 1967 when um, – when desegregation took place. And so both Franklin and Centennial will be wearing throwback uniforms to um, pay tribute to Natchez High School. Um, their colors were blue and gold. They were the, the Panthers. One's gonna, they wore contrasting jerseys and shorts in that time. So that's what, they're, what Franklin and Centennial are going to do tonight. One's going to wear blue tops and gold shorts, and the other will flip them. So... And it's something I hope, so, I hope someone told the officials that they're wearing blue and gold rather than somebody wearing white. Well, not just that, but also the rule says they have to be the same color. Um, so there's that. I, I'm sure the officials will just be like, you know what? It's obvious that everybody knows, so we're good. And but I'm hopefully, cur- I'm curious as to how the you know, if, if there was a waiver granted by the TWSWA, and I should have asked. On, on Wednesday. Hopefully no one will be over officious in this regard, but you never know. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, this is something that um, both the coaches that um, Centennial assistant principal, Jarrett Jones and Franklin assistant coach, Justin Anderson have all kind of worked on and they expect to continue this into the future and add some, some things to it to further recognize and honor, you know, Natchez High School as part of Black History Month. Obviously, those two play in District 11 AAA um, for now. Yeah. <laughs> That'll change next year, but they anticipate continuing to play home and home in the second game taking place in February. And that's when this game will be, you know, as, as part of Black History Month, obviously. So. It's pretty cool. It is cool. And, and hopefully in the future they'll be able to invite some of those uh, graduates and, and those who went to school there uh, back to to honor them as well because, unfortunately, this year, as you heard on the interview, that that, that will not be the case because of attendance restrictions and whatnot. Uh, but in the future they will, and I, I, that'll, be, that'll be really exciting to see. Um, I think uh, – this was a really close game the last time these two teams played, despite the records being on opposite ends of the spectrum. It's kind of a game where you throw the records out, so I'll be curious to see how it ends up. It absolutely is. And and Centennial's playing some pretty good ball right now. They just right. beat um, Summit and Indy in a, in a couple of two-point games last week. I don't remember Correct. what they did on Tuesday night, but, but they are um, – they are starting to kind of find their footing under Jeremy Moore in his first year there. So, and and like you said, Franklin Centennial is always interesting. Yep. And rivalry weekend will continue as Summertown travels down to Loretto for part due. I know that because Andy Griffith taught me. <laughs> 
Um, really, this game is a, a top ten matchups on both ends. Mm-hmm. It's huge in district play. Summertown has swept already. Last time they played, uh, our buddy Pernell Knox, CA Athletics Director, was at. I was at CPA that night, and he asked me who I who I was picking, and I said. Uh, I picked the Loretto girls and the Summertown boys. And he said, after after Summertown girls won, he said, you know, do you, are you going to stick with your pick or, or, or are you going to go with Loretto? And I said, well, I guess I'm going to stick with the home team. And it worked out for me. Tonight, I'm going to stick with the home team. Home team. <laughs> I, think, I think Loretto gets the sweep here, and that's just going to create – Craziness because Summertown split boys split with Perry County. So then you now have a really odd situation for that number two spot. So it's, it's going to create a lot of intrigue. Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos. Let's go. Yeah, I think it's, you know, if you go with the home team in this series, you're probably going to come out right more often than you do wrong. So, (laughs) um, yeah, with with that in mind, I would probably be inclined to pick, if I were picking, the the Mustangs and the Lady Mustangs. And then tonight you will be over at Santa Fe as uh, to take take in, once again, the eighth-grade phenom. (laughs) <laughs> uh, sorry, Andy, you're old news. <laughs> yeah. The junior is, is old news. The yeah, is old news. Yeah. Um, interesting matchup as, as both these teams are tied at four and two in district 10, a play, um, Kalioka nine and seven overall Santa Fe six and six, uh, trying to lock down that number two spot because everybody's, Chasing Richland and nobody's going to catch him. So yeah, not right so, now, anyway. So, so number two is a pretty big spot there in that district, and um, you know Santa Fe lost at Cullioca earlier this year. Um, they have really been in and out with with COVID and quarantining and that kind of thing, and so they've finally been able to play a couple of weeks without interruption. And it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out playing at home tonight against Kalioka. Against a Kalioka team that had to rally late Tuesday night to beat Mount Pleasant in overtime. So you're right, and, and I think that's, a, that's important to note and that they have been able to play a few games in a row now. Kind of a big deal. Same can be said for the girls' side. They were just riddled with mm-hmm. COVID issues, and obviously they can't catch, you know, uh, Kalioka in the standings. But I have a feeling that this game tonight, based off what I've seen recently, they've been able to score more points recently. And, I, you know, Gracie Mills, Emmy Bates, they are really playing well. I expect this Kalioka Santa Fe girls game to be a pretty competitive ball game. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and I think that, you know, as you look at these girls standings, Kalioka's three and four and in third place, Mount Pleasant and Santa Fe, each one and six. I mean, it's, <laughs> 
I guess. So this will be the last district game then for both for Santa Fe then is that for both these teams? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I'm I'm really interested to see how how that district tournament plays out. I mean, because of it being a five team right district, right. it gets a little crazy. Um, but I, I expect Santa Fe could um, could find their way into. Uh, into a win tonight, I I really do. I just feel like they've been playing much better recently. So well, and and again, like you, like we said about the boys, um, the Santa Fe girls have had their their pandemic issues as well, and so you know, again, getting to play some games in succession has been big. I think for Jonathan Slaughter's bunch, it's big for anybody right now to be able to play some games in succession. So. That's it tonight. It'll be Summertown at Loretto, Centennial at Franklin. You will be at Santa Fe for that Kolioka Santa Fe matchup. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can find full coverage on sm-tnsports.com after the games are concluded. We appreciate you guys listening to the first hour of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. When we come back, it's Jim Washburn, former NFL defensive line coach, speaking of Santa Fe. Teresa Walker, AP Tennessee Sports Editor. Both will be on the Parks Murder Sales Hotline, and then we will give you our pick for the Super Bowl. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Five minutes past the 10 o'clock hour here as we bring you a full hour of Super Bowl 55 coverage. It is going to be a huge, huge game as we see the first ever Home Super Bowl, the team who is playing in their home stadium for the first time. Uh, So this should be interesting. It's pretty amazing that they played this thing 55 times. And in 54 attempts, no one has ever played (laughs) at home. Just goes to show how bad the South teams are. There you go. That's so good. Yeah, this is going to be interesting, um, and I'm really excited to see the, you know, how these two teams match up, both on offensive and uh, defensive lines, because obviously 
that's where the game is won. And I'm sure the guy who's now joining us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline will tell you that's where the game is won. And Jim Washburn, a former NFL defensive line coach, joins us now. Coach, welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, and thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having us. Hey, we appreciate you, Coach. Um, Jim Washburn, not just an NFL defensive line coach, but he was the defensive line coach for the Titans when they made their Super Bowl 34 appearance um, with the Freak and all those guys. Coach, um, I, I think the Titans may have been the last team to play in the Super Bowl where they didn't have the weak break between the AFC and NFC championship games and the the Super Bowl itself. What is how would you compare not having that extra week of preparation to what these teams have going into this game? Well, I, I just think it's, I don't know why that happened. Has there not been anybody since us that did that? I don't know that there has been. I know that 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 stuff that was uh, that was too fast. I mean, we got we got back from Jacksonville championship game down there and we rallied back and they had a something for us at the stadium and all of a sudden we had a meeting uh, that night about Super Bowl so I mean it was uh, fast it didn't get to uh, even my wife and I Sandy who's with me today we, we didn't even get to enjoy it hardly you know as soon as we got back we went on to the next one and the, the team left on uh, the team left on Tuesday Goodness, but uh, our Monday rather and had you know the press conferences and stuff, and with the coaches, we we stayed and worked on the game plan. Yeah, I think I, we got. I think we flew down Tuesday night on it. You know, so anyway, it was just compact. And, you know, you really didn't get to enjoy it much, but we were still game planning on Thursday, trying to get everything done. So it, it, anyway, it, it, I wish we'd, we'd had two weeks where we could enjoy it. Yeah, I would think so. It, like you said, it all seems so um, compact and and condensed. It it was a lot going on in a short period of time. I was fortunate enough to be in on the coverage of that, and I I got back into Nashville from Jacksonville on Monday, and was driving down to Atlanta around eleven o'clock Monday night because, like you said, media day was on Tuesday, so everything was really quick. Um, yeah. It was. It seems like the minute. I mean, I know it's a personal thing, but things like the the minute we found out, I, I called my wife on a payphone from Jacksonville to celebrate with her. It wasn't even we didn't cell phones, I guess. Anyway, uh, the minute we we got there, so the minute I'm sitting in my room uh, after the game with my family, shell shock. You know, it, it just went too fast. It went. It went crazy. So. Anyway, it's hard to believe that we're in Super Bowl 34 and it's already 55, so a lot of time passes then. Time flies when you're having fun, huh, Coach? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so you, um, you've been retired from the NFL for, what, three, four years, I guess? Is that right? Yes, uh-huh. And, yes, I sure have. And any chance you might think about making a comeback as bad as the Titans were this year up front? <laughs> As bad as what? The Titans were up front this year. <laughs> we might need yeah. some help. Man, I'm, 
you know, sometimes I, you know, I miss a game and I'm tempted to, I don't know, to flirt with the idea sometimes. But the fact is, I'm 71, and uh, it's a it's a hard game for for an older coach. You know, all the travel and stuff. I was telling somebody the other day when you made a West Coast trip and you had to come back and did a night game, and came back, you didn't sleep, and went right to the office, started next next week. So it's a, it's a, like a lot of jobs are. It's pretty demanding. Um, we're visiting on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with with um, Jim Washburn, former defensive line coach of the Tennessee Titans and Santa Fe resident. Coach, you're originally right. from North Carolina. How did you wind up in Santa Fe, Tennessee? Well, um, we were coaching at University of Houston, and they offered uh, I offered me a job. So in '99, we moved. We moved here, and we originally moved to Franklin, and then we liked it so much. We stayed even though when we went to Detroit, Miami, and, and Philadelphia, we kept our place. So we knew we wanted to uh, settle in Middle Tennessee. So when we got back, we bought a little bought some property out in, in Murray County, Santa Fe, and then, uh, then built a cabin there. And finally, just moved out there to, to retire. So we really enjoyed the country. It's a, it's a beautiful place out in Santa Fe, Tennessee. There's no doubt about it. Um, Coach, as we as we get ready for Super Bowl 55, it's obvious that Tampa Bay uh, – have you been able to watch much of the playoffs this year? Have you watched anything? Yeah, I've watched a lot of them. I've, 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 my son was with the Eagles, and I watched them play, and I did watch a lot of other gotcha. football. But, but – yeah, I watched I watched Tampa Bay because one of my old players, the Dominican Sue, uh, you know, I still following him. So, gotcha, so I gotcha. Detroit and Miami. So. Yeah, he's a. Can't, can't ever forget Indomitian Sue from, from Nebraska. He was a, a force, especially in the college game back when uh, in Nebraska's uh, last well, few sure solid years. Um, Tampa Bay's pass rush ranked eighth in the. Uh, in the National Football League was a huge factor in their win last week against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, going up yeah. against the seventh best pass blocking uh, offensive line this week, what what do they need to do with uh, Shaquille Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul to, to be successful this week? I don't know. I mean, I worked uh, one year with a guy named Todd Bolt, defensive coordinator. Tampa Bay. He's real creative. Likes to mix around and likes to blitz a lot. So he's got some uh, real unique people there. He's got Barrett. He's got an inside linebacker that's had a ton of sacks too. Is his name White or something? I forget. But he brings pressure and he gets it. Whereas when I was with the, you know, most of my career, we were rushed with four, and uh, he very rarely rushed with four. He likes to bring the blitz. So anyway, I think that uh, you know, going to blitz uh, Patrick Mahomes. You better be careful. <laughs> you know, he, can, he can extend plays, and you got somebody covering a guy one on one, and you know, better be careful with that. So, coach, it's interesting you say that. Which is tougher as a defensive line? Is it tougher to deal with? A mobile quarterback like a Mahomes, or is it tougher to deal with a pocket guy like like Brady who who gets it out so well? Yeah, well, I mean, 
either way, I mean, look, I used to get pissed because I was all about things. And, and, uh, we played Brady, and I knew what was happening there. Their line coach was a guy named Dante Jarnacki, and he said, Belichick, when he plays your teams, uh, the teams that you coach on, he's just going to try to frustrate you. Brady's going to throw screens and throw quicks and those those loppies, that quick stuff, you know, and he's going to try to frustrate you. So we tell our guys, hey, he's going to get rid of the ball now. He's, he's going to try to discourage us. But it ain't a ambush if you know it's coming. So just be patient. No, he's got to hold the ball, you know, at, at some point. And then then you play a guy like Mahomes and, and he can run away from you and it's just frustrating how many sacks he slips out of and uh, just got – you know, people said you got to rush under control. Those, those, that doesn't work. Rushing under control—that's that. You just got to rush, and hopefully, you got athletes that uh, can track him down and, and make plays. And with Ferret and uh, JPP, I mean, I think they can. You know, they can, they can play the game with uh, him scrambling. I think they'll do a good job with that. But two, two different type players, isn't it? Seems so. Um, definitely different. I mean, Mahomes can get out of the pocket, extend plays, like you said, make plays with his legs, that kind of thing. You you, you pretty well know where Brady's going to be. It's just a matter of how long he he and the ball are both going to be there, I guess, like you said. No. Um, no, if he doesn't want you to – if Brady doesn't want to get his back, he won't. <laughs> I mean, he can, get, he can get rid of the ball. I mean, and, uh, he's got incredible uh, instincts about the rush around him and uh, – Anyway, I think he's a he's a hard guy to sack. We never sack it much. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, so. it's it's really you know again the trench the trenches is where it's at. It's interesting to me that Tampa Bay has found a run game a game a run game that we thought was basically non-existent early uh, this year. Leonard Fournette has certainly come on in the playoffs. Uh, when you have to deal with a guy who's going for more than 70 yards a game as a running back, how does that affect, affect your pass rush? That's good. I mean, you know, if a, if a team can run the ball, I mean, that's, that's all the offensive linemen want to do is run anyway. Mm-hmm. If you can run and throw it, you're way better off. If you're one-dimensional, somebody will figure a way to get you stop. You know, so. Absolutely. Fournette, I thought he was done, and then you see him in the playoffs, and he's running like a fresh leg guy. So, anyway, I think everybody fair. thought he was done. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he really has. He's not that old, is he? Twenty-six. Yeah, I guess he, he carried the ball a lot in Jacksonville. Maybe a beat up. You, you never know. It's running back. But uh, anyway, if they can run the ball and throw it, they'll have a chance. I mean, Kansas City, uh, they they're not ranked real high in defense, are they? No, no, they are. They, they have a really good. Um, they, they have a really good DVOA. They're number one, uh, but that's a that that that's the only statistic where they measure in the top ten. What's that? Which one? It, DVOA, and I'm not even sure what that is. Oh, I'm not either. <laughs> I, I think that I think they're okay. I think they got the, I think they got a couple players. I know that Chris Jones. Uh, he, I think he's the highest-paid defensive tackle in football, and uh, so he's number ninety-three. I think he's he's a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've got guys on both sides to make plays, though. I mean, yeah, but the whole deal comes down to Mahomes 
I mean, that's sorry. That's that's the deal. Coach, I think, um, he's, probably, I think he's probably the best best overall player in football, and, and Tom Brady is probably the best, maybe the best overall player in history. So, I mean, you can make a case for both of them. The unique one, one going out, one coming in, one's the best, one used to be the best. So, <laughs> it'd be interesting. Well, that said, who would you pick in this one? I don't know. I probably can't. They've been there. Not, I don't know. I would love to see Tampa Bay win, though. I would love to see him win. So. I would like to see Tampa Bay win, too, just because I think it's a unique story. Uh, but I also think it's at some point we got to pass the torch, and uh, let's pass it now if we're going to do it. So I also yeah. kind of, you know, th- this is one of those games, it's very, you know, typically as a fan, you pick one team to root for, and that's just what you, do, you go with, but I have nothing to root for in this one. I'm just rooting for a really good football game to be exciting and to not be a blowout. And if that happens, I'll be happy. Yeah, me too. It'd be nice to see a real good game came down the wire and came down to something really good. So one of those classics like we had 2000. So anyway, I hope, I hope it'll be a good one. Yeah. I'd like to see Tampa Bay win for Dominican food. He's been in a long time and it'd be nice to retire with the ring. So. It would be nice to. They all want. It'd definitely be nice to see a good ball game on Sunday. Um, Coach Washburn, I've got a text here from Teresa Walker with the Associated Press that says, Tell Wash Teresa W. says hi. So, Teresa W. said hi. Tell tell Teresa W. Wash this (laughs) hi. I want to say something else. Tell Teresa this and and, uh, you media people, one of our former players. Josh Evans, who was the stud player for us in 99, 2000, 2001, just passed away yesterday. Oh, goodness. He'd been battling cancer for maybe nine, ten months at least. And yesterday he passed. He was at his home in in, uh, south of Fayetteville, where he's living in Fayetteville, Georgia. And I think they're going to – he was from Lynette, Alabama, had Tremendous story. He was undrafted free agent. Cowboys got him, and then the Titans picked him up for nothing, and he ended up being a heck of a player for us. But he just passed away last night. So tell Teresa and all those. But the, I didn't have my Keith number with the Titans, but I guess we need to let them all know that Josh passed away. So, we'll, anyway. be, we'll be sure and pass that along, Coach, and um, we appreciate you letting us know. Obviously, very sad news, but um, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, we're glad to, glad to know about that. Coach Jim Washburn here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Um, Coach, we appreciate your insight and your time, and be safe as you head south. And Yeah, well, thanks, Maurice. It's always nice to talk to you, and uh, hope that uh, your show keeps uh, doing well. Thank you, sir. We'll catch up with you soon. All right. See you. Thanks. All Bye. Right. There you have it, Jim Washburn, former Titans defensive line coach, Super Bowl. Coached right there where they're going to be playing on Sunday. Of course, he had he didn't have nearly as much time to prepare, according to him. That, and he, that was a wild story. I had no idea that was a whirlwind, man. Like I said, I was um, I had gotten thrown into Titans coverage for that postseason. That was the first year at the structure that is Nissan Stadium. I guess it was Adelphia Coliseum then, but um, 
played Buffalo, the Music City Miracle, went down to Jacksonville the next weekend, which Jeff Fisher had termed the Titans' second home at that point. Oof. And, um, <laughs> he wasn't wrong that day. No, like I said, we um, we flew back into Nashville on Monday Monday morning after that game from Jacksonville, and, and that was pretty much a turn and burn. You drop off clothes, you pick up more clothes, and you head down to Atlanta for the week. And like I said, I don't think another team has played back-to-back like that since that game. I, I think they've had the, that extra week in between ever since then. But, uh, that was the ice storm as well in Atlanta. I like the extra week, but I don't like the extra week as a fan. <laughs> I think you get a better game. Because when you give professional coaches a little bit extra time to to really focus in and game plan, it it always is better. I like the extra week, but I hate the waiting. <laughs> the waiting is tough. You know, Mo, it's interesting you talk about that game uh, down in Jacksonville. I was uh, a college student, so not to age you, but I was at that uh, my, game. Why not? Everybody yeah, else I does. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was at that game. Oh, yeah? Yes, in the stands, I was at that game. Flew down to Jacksonville, of course, made the, you know, uh, I was also at the Music City Miracle. I know everybody else in the state of Tennessee says they were there, but I was there. I was in the end zone where Kevin Dyson ran into, but um, a couple of college friends and myself and my dad flew down to Jacksonville and went to the game, had a great weekend. It helps when you win, but one of the best sports moments of my lifetime as a fan was at the end of that game when the Jacksonville fans have started to exit and all you hear are chants of Eddie Titans. I mean, it was, it was, you know, take it, it was just a phenomenal, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it now. So, but it <laughs> was a great goosebumps experience. listening to you talk about it. It, it was fantastic. But yeah, um, I was, I was in the building as they say with you as there uh, at the same time. though. So there you go. I didn't know it. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Didn't know. Meanwhile, <laughs> Josh Evans, former UAB guy, right? Uh, yes. I believe he did play at UAB. Yeah. Um, as Coach Washburn said, he had been battling kidney cancer and um, apparently passed away yesterday. Had not heard that. So sad news for Titans fans, obviously. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I'm, I'm probably going to go post that into the Save UAB football Facebook group because I'm not sure anybody else knows. So yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, we got uh, we got more Super Bowl coming up. We do. We have Teresa W. <laughs> All right, uh, she's going to join us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline when we come back. Teresa Walker, who has been covering the Super Bowl. All week for the Associated Press. So from the comfort of her own, from home. the comfort of her own home. But I, I, I do want her to, to kind of tell folks about how how crazy the NFL is about they they've built JP the NFL built its own video meeting platform. Ridiculous, right? Really? Oh yeah. She's going to tell you all about it. It's going to be great. You can't hide money. What uh, <laughs> What was the um, What's the platform? Is we'll, it, we'll, we'll let her tell we'll, you. We'll we'll let her tell you. Oh, I'm intrigued. I don't know. Well, I'm really intrigued by this now. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. 
And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. sports and beyond it's on southern middle tennessee sports today welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint chris yow mo Patton, jp plant with you here it is just about the bottom of the hour and we appreciate you guys joining us if you are on facebook and you want to jump in with a question for our guests or our hosts or our producer or whatever, you can do that. Just find Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. We are live right now on Facebook. You can listen to the show. You can interact with us on the show. We'd love to talk with you. Interact with us on Twitter as well at SM underscore TN Sports. Be happy to talk to you there as well. Right now, we're going to talk with... Tennessee sports editor of the Associated Press, Teresa Walker. She joins us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, and we appreciate that because she's been busy this week. Teresa, welcome in. Hi, guys. How you doing? And I'm just going to say, Mo, there was another time where they had uh, only one week between the Super Bowl and the conference championships. It was the uh, year that the Titans lost to the Raiders uh, in their second AFC championship game and what was it uh, after the 2002 season. So a span of three years. And I was packed for that. I was packed to go straight from Oakland to San Diego that year. So uh, it had happened again, and thank the Lord they figured out that was just too tough on everybody. I know nobody likes the wait for that extra week, but for everybody who's working the Super Bowl, whether <laughs> yeah. you're playing it or covering it, Lord knows we need that time. Well, at least you were going from Oakland to San Diego. Um... As opposed to Jacksonville to Atlanta and that cold, cold, cold uh, Well, week. Oh, my <laughs> – Jacksonville to Atlanta would not have been so bad. Jacksonville to Nashville to Atlanta was the monkey wrench. Well, perhaps and, you should have planned better, Mo. Well, I'm not going to get into that <laughs> for a number of reasons, but all I can say is... You weren't the planner? Ha- <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to say that had I been involved in that Oakland deal, it probably would have been Oakland to Nashville to San Diego as well. So, but I'm not going to get into that. 
See, I was lucky. I just mm. brought my suitcase in, in the trunk of a colleague's car, and when the game was over, since my team won, I caught a ride to Atlanta, and we drove through the night, and uh, they were both from New York, uh, the late Dave Goldberg and, and the uh, uh, famous Hal Bach for the AP, and, you know, I took over driving at the Florida line, and, and when we were getting near Macon, you know how everyone like it's like, you know, bypasses are built for a reason, right? Well, at midnight or whatever, you ain't got to worry about traffic going through in Macon. Macon. So I no. just, um, exactly. So I drove straight through and they're like, are you sure? Are you sure? I said, God, I, guys, I'm saving us at least 30 to 40 minutes. At Trust least. Trust me on this. Yep. At least. Yep. And so we got to the hotel around 1.30 on Monday morning and I had to talk my way into a hotel room because, you know, reservations were made probably in, in November. And while the Titans were having a good season, nobody expected the Titans to, to make it to the Super Bowl, right? They'd sure. never done it in their franchise history. So I said, well, give me some of the names that you have for, you know, in this AP block. And when they got to Joseph White, uh, my late former colleague, you know, he covered the Washington Redskins at the time. And I said, that's not the team coming this he, week. He, okay? he won't be here. Yeah. He yeah. won't be here. Give me give his, me his room. room. And but I had to have an editor or somebody from New York call the next morning to make sure that it was cl- okay that I was in that room. So, uh, and then you thankfully gave me a ride home that next Monday, which was so awesome. <laughs> I had forgotten that, but yeah, yeah. Not um, me. Well, <laughs> where I was at that time was kind of like the '78 Yankees: twenty-five guys, twenty-five cabs. You know, that was kind of the way we rolled at that point. So. Um, there were no colleagues. Like I said, we we flew back into Nashville that month that morning, and um, because media day was the following day, I had to get packed and get kids situated and that kind of thing, and turn around and and left out about eleven o'clock from Franklin, headed toward Atlanta. So um, it's certainly an experience, but um, neither of us is dealing with that this time. Um, you've been, as Chris pointed out, covering the run-up to this year's Super Bowl, again, from the comfort of your own home, thanks to Zoom. Thanks to Zoom. Okay. Thanks to Zoom. Yeah. I know. It, it, I know. That's the one thing about 2020. It's made our jobs harder because we're getting the same stuff everybody else is getting. But on the other hand, uh, there's also the issue that, uh, you know, it, it allows us to be in so many places. I mean, I've been able to help keep an eye on the Tennessee Vols from, you know, the ease of Zoom, the, the Grizzlies, the Predators, you name it. And the NFL to get ready for this week because and we all know there's issues on Zoom. You know, there's been people who crash Zooms. Uh, you know, with all sorts of horrible things. My son's uh, journalism class at UT last November was uh, Zoom bombed by somebody who came on, and it only lasted for about 90 seconds, but, you know, flashed some horrific messages and, you know, just racist crap and and stuff on it, and it kind of shook everybody in the class. So the NFL built their own platform uh, for these Zoom calls, and you had to get, you know, you had to get registered and everything and, and, and so that you could access them. And then, and then you, it's easy. You've got one uh, web page. You go there. They've got the schedule. The thing that I like the best, working on it from Central Time Zone, is that the times uh, change to reflect the time zone that you were logging in from. So you know, it, because that's the thing. When you're looking at a long list of you know interviews, you know, like Monday alone, it was Bucks assistants, Bucks players, then the Chiefs. You know, and then, you know, on and on and on. So it's like, wait a minute, what time is that? And even yesterday, I got a little confused because I was helping file our latest updates 
meetings during uh, the commissioner's uh, news conference yesterday. Uh, and I'm like, wait a minute, I thought it was at noon. No, it's at 1. It's at 2 Eastern, but it's at 1. And it's like, it was just, oh, Lord, help me get through the end of this week. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I get credit for working what would be my fifth Super Bowl. I'm not do, I'm not helping on the game Sunday because I begged off of that because it's like, yeah, we got enough people, you know, I, you don't need me on a Zoom getting quotes because we've got everybody else. It's going to be covered. And my husband turned 60 on Sunday, so it's like I want to take off. My boss is cool with that. But I've worked, you know, four days this week. I, I just finished filing a notebook, uh, you know, with, with help from my colleagues that's moving today. So it's like when you work five days of a Super Bowl week, can I count it as number five or should I just say maybe four and a half? I'd count it as five. Always. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So having been in the mix – for the run-up to this Super Bowl, who do you like, Teresa, and why? Uh, I told uh, Barry Wilner, who who made his pick, which is coming out today, I told him I'm taking Kansas City, and my, my score is 34-24. Uh, for this reason, uh, Patrick Mahomes and that whole Chiefs offense. It's just, you know, that yes, all the games, if they won by one score, they won them, right? They're on an incredible run right now. And, yes, it could come to a crashing halt on Sunday. Tam, uh, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, all that we've been hearing about for months. Uh, you know, it, it, the odds would seem to be against the Chiefs. But, man, Patrick Mahomes, that, that, that offense. And I heard uh, the end of Coach Washburn. So I, I, I was curious. I looked it up. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks gave up 22.2 points a game during the season. Guess what? Kansas City Chiefs, not that far behind them. They gave up 22.6 points. So, uh, you know, if it's coming down to defense, I, I, just, I just think that the and, – and considering that, yes, the, the Bucks sa- uh, safeties who got banged up, Jordan Whitehead got knocked out of the championship game – you know, because of a shoulder injury, and he's been limited this week. He had a no-contact jersey on in practice yesterday. Uh, I, you know, w- you can't be that banged up in your back end and dealing with Tyreek Hill and all those guys, all those weapons for the for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just, I'm, I'm sticking with Mahomes. Plus the fact that it's been so very long since a team has gone back to back. 03-04 seasons, and it was Brady and the Pats. That's why I think, you know, he was a young quarterback then. I know it's hard to believe, but uh, I, it just feels like this is a passing of the torch moment. That's that's exactly what I said. If we're going to pass the torch, might as well do it now. Uh, do it literally on the same literally field. Literally right on there. the field. <laughs> just give him a torch. <laughs> that would be great. Can we make sure Tom has a torch in case that does happen? <laughs> Do you know anybody can get that on the field, Teresa? A, a torch, yeah. I don't think Tom don't. Brady's going to be willing to hand it off, though. <laughs> well, we've seen Brady after some losses maybe not be the most... Um, Gracious? There you go. Yeah. Uh, loser. And, and you know, hey, when you're driven to win... And listening to teammates, you know, I've got a story on Ryan Suckup that's moving in the morning. And, you know, he said that, and this is a year where you haven't been able to spend as much time with a teammate as you normally would. And, you know, he said he's just a great guy to have as a teammate. So I'm going to defer to all the people who've played with him. But, uh, you know, and, and the resume is absolutely stunning. But a tidbit that we've got that, you know, leading our notebook today, think about this. Tom Brady in all his Super Bowls has never scored a touchdown in the first quarter. So if you've got a prop bet, maybe you want to make that uh, for Sunday. He's never led his team 
previously the Patriots, to a first-quarter touchdown. All they've managed is one field goal in that last Super Bowl against the Eagles, you know, that was decided by the Philly Specials. So uh, it, it's it's just kind of amazing that with all the things on his resume that, that something more hasn't happened. But, you know, hey, uh, Patrick Mahomes, baby, it just th- th- we're, this is his world right now, and we're living in it. Chris is over here mulling over that prop bit that you just suggested. And um, we had Shaq Mason in studio yesterday, and um, he's all in on TB12, um, former teammate in New England, and said he'd never count him out. So that there's another guy who has shared space with Tom Brady and, and is sold on his ability. Although I do think when it was all said and done, he picked uh, Kansas City. Did he, he did. So, he did pick Kansas See? City. So. So there Great you go. Minds. There you go. But you can't. You, you can never count out Tom Brady. That's just. That's, you just don't. Tampa Bay. I, I had not heard that until really? you said. Yeah. I, oh, I've been living been under a rock. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Tom had it copyrighted, trademarked. <laughs> I think. I think Brett Favre wore one of those Tampa Bay shirts to to one of the games that he came to watch uh, Brady and the Bucks in early in the season. Created a little bit of fuss because like it's like, wait a minute, what is Brett Favre doing in there when they're not allowing some family members in? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been around for a few months, Brave. You you got to catch up. Oh uh, well, you know, um, he's been a little busy. I'm, I'm a little sheltered. I know, busy. Yeah. You're you're working hard. I know it. I am. I am, and and thank you for for attesting to that. So, Teresa JP wants to know more about this NFL uh, <laughs> video conference thing. Uh, you know, you know when uh, Teresa when when they mentioned about that, um, you know, I'm uh, as the producer and working Facebook Live and all this stuff. And I'm fascinated by the technology. Uh, you sound like it's been a success, but they just utilized <laughs> basically created their own Zoom network. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it was a, a web page, and it was a landing thing. And now, I will say this. It, it, it was picky. I've been using Zoom for months, right? And and I used it for the first hour on, on Monday with no problems in Chrome. And then suddenly, it just would not – it kept showing invalid number. So – and some of my colleagues said, well, it's working in Firefox. So, But I had to get a tech because, you know, this is an AP laptop. I had to get a tech to download it because I don't have permissions to download stuff on my laptop, right? Uh, so I missed about a, a, some of the some of the news conferences there. Finally, get up, but a weird little glitch, and I think we can all appreciate this in the year that we've been dealing with. I it, for some reason I would have to click and download and then erase the Zoom link in Firefox before I could go to the next news conference. Say so, so say I'm on with. Uh, in fact, I was trying to be on with Indominus Sue on Monday, and I couldn't make that. So I had somebody in the next hour, and, and I was trying to get on and. And I would literally have to go up and delete the download memory and then download Zoom again, click the link, and get in. It was like I was having to do four or five steps to get to one Zoom. And it's like, okay, so, you know, it's like, Lord, this can't just be me, is it? But, you know, but it, it did work. And considering how many of these that they had, I mean, because, you know, they if you've ever been to a Super Bowl, they have podiums, right? Uh, you go into a ballroom, you know, you've got big media night, which was last m- Monday during the day, which, thank God, it made it easier to get my story written before uh, 6 o'clock in s- at p.m. instead of 6 a.m. But, you know, so in- instead of podiums, they had Zoom links, you know, and they called them podiums, you know, and they had like 10 of those. 
you know, and, and it was amazing. And, you know, and then after that, for the media availability, you go to their hotel and they'd have a ballroom and they'd have guys at little mini podiums. And then you'd have guys scattered around the tables. Well, they didn't have the scattered tables this year, but they had still, you know, up to 10 people a day in these Zooms in, in one hour, say like for the Chiefs of the Bucks, and you could just choose who you wanted to go to. Some of my colleagues would go in and out of Zooms to, to ask questions, which in Zoom world, if you've done that, you know how tough it is because you have to raise your hand. In fact, m me and a colleague, we needed, to, we needed to ask Tom Brady on Wednesday about Peyton Manning because let's face it, uh, you know, there's the report that, you know, he's already been told that he's in, that they've recorded some footage from a party, but, you know, the announcement comes tomorrow night. We've got stories moving today and tomorrow on that. So uh, my friend Arnie, who's uh, based in Denver and covers the Broncos, he raised his hand, I raised my hand uh, to ask that question about how what Peyton brought to the game of football. I'm the one who got called on to ask that question on Wednesday. So it, it, it's just, you, you know, it's it was a bizarre week that I pray that we never have to recreate. The NFL found a way, just like this whole 2020 season, to get every game played. They found a way to host uh, Super Bowl virtually. If you, if you watched Goodell's news conference yesterday, they had questions from socially distanced reporters uh, on a rooftop lounge uh, at the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, Stadium where they had that news conference, and they took questions virtually. Virtually. It's it's amazing that tech has allowed us to make pull this week off. But as uh, the president of the Pro Football Writers Association told Goodell last week, you know, and, and I've been saying this all year, we need back in, in, in person to talk to people because while we've made this work, if you look under the water, we're scrambling furiously. And, and, and it's been really tough on sports writers and on teams as well. It's, it's just not normal, but we made it work. Teresa, you may have just answered. I think my next question was, is there anything with this technology and the way that you've been covering this year that may stick in the future? Uh, it sounds like for the Super Bowl, probably not. But is there anything that has happened throughout this year that you think, hey, this is a good way we should do this moving forward? Well, one thing that, it, you know, it, it, the, the t sorry, my brain went dead for a minute. Uh, Bill Belichick has done conference calls an awful lot over the years, right, with reporters after night games and stuff. And the Titans started doing that with Mike Malarkey uh, in their playoff run where, you know, he was chopped after the loss to the Patriots in the divisional round. But, you know, there were some, you know, like day after games, instead of us all going down to the uh, to the uh, Titans facility, sitting in an auditorium and, and, and doing a news conference, you know, we just, you know, maybe in those situations, Zooms do work. You know, as long as TV can get their video and get what they need, you know, it, that's that was a thing that ended up being a time saver. Instead of having to drive to the Titans and, and, and what, you know, spend an hour or so driving, not mentioning, you know, time spent chatting before and after, I, it, I was able to save time. Same with the Predators. You know, these morning uh, skates, morning shoot-arounds shoot for the Grizzlies, you know, if we could do those by Zoom, then, you know, guess what? That, that saves some time on game day. So maybe those are some pieces. That said, nothing can really replace the ability to go up to a person and, and ask them a question or have a conversation and, and try to build a relationship rather than just, you know, having players staring at a screen and hearing questions and trying to answer them. You know, they're, they're, that just removed too much of the, you know, that, that not having the ability to try to create any kind of a, you know, a relationship. And, and you know, guys, we're not going to be going out to dinner with Derrick Henry, but 
the ability that, you know, when I ask him a question, he, he can recognize me as, you know, somebody who's been covering the team for a while. You know, somebody who, you know, when he's looked around, when you look around a locker room after a big game and you see a face that you've seen more than a few times, it just helps. It, I think it helps the player, certainly helps us reporters, because usually you get a better answer. And then that, and guys, it's not ego scratching for reporters. It helps us get better answers to help tell better stories, to, you know, and that's what everybody wants. Well, and not just that, but there are sometimes, and we all know this, that when you take that recorder away and you press pause, there's always some additional information that you can get that might help you in the future or even with that story that you can go chase or something like that. And you can't do that on Zoom. Uh, you know, it's not it's not as easy to, to trust somebody uh, maybe off the record. So, And that's, oh, oh, that no. goes to relationship building. Absolutely, and that's the thing about Zoom. Like I mentioned, remember I mentioned how many Zooms have been uh, crashed yep. and bombed by people who just want to create havoc. Uh, you know, you don't have you know you don't have the security on Zoom that you would have when you're face to face with somebody, mm-hmm. and it's accountability. You know, if you write something that that a player or coach doesn't like, you know, it's you know, I, trust me, I once had a defensive coach for the Titans. He didn't like that I was writing about how bad the the team's defense was in some categories, and he says, "Listen, you're you're you know." If you use this stat, then you know it, you know we weren't that bad. And, and you know what? It helped me tell stories better because while the and, and like this year, everybody's like, "Oh, Shane Bowen sucks, right? Why'd they hire him as coordinator? Did you see how bad they were last year?" Well, and yeah, they were you know tied for twenty eighth in, in total yards, and you know we saw how bad they were in sacks. But you know another stat uh, that that's important: they were like t- seventh in takeaways. So, you know, it helps you tell a more nuanced story. And it's not like something that a coach is going to call you out on a Zoom. You know, it, you know, usually most of us are too polite for that kind of thing. But when mm-hmm. you're walking in a hall or you're in a cafeteria or you're walking off a practice field, you can have that kind of exchange uh, that just, help again, helps us tell better stories and tell the better picture. Absolutely. Teresa, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Uh, enjoy your weekend off, three-day weekend for Teresa Walker, the rare three-day week starting now starting now <laughs> amen i'm counting it down so thank you very much gentlemen and again remember uh chiefs 34 24 all right we got it sarah said 12 teresa's got 10 i bet i bet, I bet the chiefs minus three so i guess i'm in good shape <laughs> when we come back we'll tell you our picks for super bowl 55 and a little bit about how we think we're going to get there on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. 
Welcome back in. It is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao. Uh-oh. Oh, no, JP. Your camera is in low-power mode. Where did the power to that go? Did you steal it? I don't no, know I, that it ever had power. I don't think it ever had power, so oh. we're going to steal it from, okay. from my camera. Is uh, that no okay? Worries. You don't need to see me. Well, there you somebody go. might want to. Yeah, it's just my mama. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, if your, mom, if your you mama's go. watching. There we go. Hey, Mama Plant. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry about that. Welcome back to <laughs> Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Uh, we are coming up on the 11 o'clock hour, five minutes away, so we need to give you our Super Bowl 55 pick at 1055. How do you like that? Couldn't have gone better. It's almost as if we planned it that way. <laughs> almost, but we didn't. We're not that, we're not that guy. I don't know. JP may have. JP plans stuff sometimes, and we don't, we don't know about it. And then he, he just executes it, and we're like, dang, that was great. How how did that happen? <laughs> so <laughs> magic, magic. That's why he makes the big bucks. Can do mag- you know, you keep oh, saying this, but oh, I keep waiting for those big checks to roll. <laughs> I love <Probably> it. Not. <laughs> well, I thought you were getting them since oh, I'm since not. you're not getting them. Oh, so. <laughs> oh, we can give you a check. I thought you wanted money. You wanted money. <laughs> <laughs> I got a check. <laughs> I can write you one of them. <laughs> Is wow. it is it one of those big kinds? Uh, it's it's like really big. Yes, Just give really me one of those big ones. Like Happy Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. So, Super Bowl Fifty Five. Not the Patriots, as some fe- people have tweeted. <laughs> Tampa Bay. As as some people with national sports talk shows have said. Yeah. Yeah. We we. we we're we're not going to do that. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the NFC. <laughs> yes, and the Kansas City Chiefs from, from the, the AFC, AFC who cannot play. Not not the two AFC in, teams. In no, the not the Chiefs and the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Shaq would be a little alarmed to hear that the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. He would be like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> they sent me home. What the heck?" <laughs> Oh, man, that's so great. All right, guys, your picks. Let's uh, let, let's go through it. First of all, let's pick straight up, mm-hmm. all right? I mean, it's a three-point spread, so it's probably going to be, you know, you're probably picking against the spread anyway. So what do you got? You you, you got it's minus three right now for for uh, Kansas City. KC, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'll go first. You know, I've been leaning towards Tampa all week. All week, and all the chatter about Kansas City being, um, or all the chatter about Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, TB12. I think I'm pulling a last-second shift and hearing Teresa talk about the Chiefs. It, it just it's made a point right to the heart of my thinking on this game. I'm flipping the way I've been all week. I do think Kansas City wins, and I think they do cover the three. All right, Mo. I've always felt like it was Kansas City. I just think they're too dang explosive offensively. Too many weapons over there, and just enough defense. I, I like Kansas City straight up cover. Certainly three. 
And so, sounds like that that meme with the mm-hmm. the, the LeBron James uh-huh. meme with, with the cigarette in his ear. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think Kansas City minus three. How about the over under of fifty five and a half? Fifty five and a half in Super Bowl fifty five. Huh? Uh, wild, right? Over under fifty five so, and a half. So twenty eight twenty seven would be the under, huh? No, I I think I think I like the over in this one. I'm going to go under. I, I like the over too, Mo. I went with the, I, I took Kansas City minus three and the over, and that was uh, that was one of my bets. I also have um, first person to score a touchdown, Mike Evans. Second person to score a touchdown, Tariq Hill. Mm. So, I, you know what? I like Nicole Hardman to score the first touchdown. Well. You would be a big winner if that were to happen. So there you have it. That is it. Our Super Bowl 55 picks. You have them on record right here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. We'll be back 9 o'clock on Monday morning. If you missed any part of the show, find it on our podcast or on Facebook Live. We'd love to have your thoughts and whatnot on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports. We'll be at Loretto tonight. We'll be in... Santa Fe tonight, so keep up with us on Twitter for all of those updates and more. Again, we'll be back next week, Monday, 9 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. For Mo, JP, I'm Chris. Stay cool, Columbia.